0: The Frequency 49 Show is brought to you by Niner Empire GB.
1: Welcome to the Frequency 49 Show. I'm Kat Victorino, and joining me today are James Little and Paul McDonald. Good evening, gents. Good evening. good evening, welcome back to the show Paul,
0: it's good to be back, it feels very strange having this headset back on again though,
1: <laughs> so obviously we're here to discuss all things 49ers and there was a rather heartbreaking game this last weekend, uh, the Niners went into Kansas City and lost 27 to 38, What what thoughts are going through your minds right now guys? Onto to 2019.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want a time machine so we can go back and just pretend that game never happened. Yeah. It was, at times it was shocking just how bad we were. Um, there were comments in the game day thread that, you know, we, we've we regressed. We have regressed. Yeah. Even from the first game this season, we have got worse. Um, and that was before the calamities at the end of the game, which I'm sure we'll get to during the course of this show. If
2: we have to. <laughs> yeah, we, we do, unfortunately. <laughs> it was just the basics of the sport. We were failing to carry out the basics of the sport. It's it, it quite frankly, unbelievable. Uh, the scoreline is an absolute, for me, no reflection on how we did in the game. I uh, I was, at point, very angry, <laughs> which isn't a nice thing to be, watching a team that I support. But, uh, yeah, like Paul said, a calamity is a great word. Yes, it is. it um- is. You know, as you
0: said, cap, the score was, what, 38 to 27. Mm-hmm. That what We were not a 27-point team by any stretch of the imagination. I know that we sort of had a... Uh, a slight resurgence, shall we say, in the third quarter. I I don't know how much of that was down to the 49ers and how much of that was down to Kansas taking their foot off the gas a little bit.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's like, what more can you say? I mean, you know, yeah, there there are stats that are looking pretty okay. You know, Garoppolo was 20 of 30 for 251, two touchdowns, 114.7 passer rating. But, you know, he it felt like he didn't even show up the first half. And was that really how good Kansas City's defense is or how bad our offense is?
0: Well, Kansas City's defense isn't supposed to be all that. In the first two games of this season, they've given up 500 yards each game. Um, or uh, it was it was 1,000 yards average over the first two games anyway. Um, so, you know, we, we should have been able to... At least take the offensive game to them, and it, it was just—it was diabolical from beginning to end, really.
2: Yeah, uh, I think it was exactly what the broadcaster wanted. To be honest, the Patrick Mahone show—it it yes. gave them all the headlines, and it was almost as if our team was like, "Oh God, we're powerless to stop this." Well, oh, you know, is I'm not saying that he wasn't. You know, Mahomes wasn't brilliant because he did look very good, but I think our def- our defense just, they he, they helped him just failing to do he, as in as each individual player and knew I'm not going to start reading off names because they were all for me equally as bad as the next man. Uh, even my man, even my man, Ruben Foster, failing to tackle, failing to wrap up, and I'm like I've never seen him being un- unable to tackle.
1: Well, and that's issue all year and it's driving me insane you know they don't
2: it's been the issue for four years
1: they miss it. well yeah four years but I mean you know we're supposed to be a better team this year that's what Sala was brought in to do was make us a better defense and there are missed tackles galore they're not wrapping up the receiver when they do make contact and it's just poor execution poor play calling or is it poor discipline
2: did you know that they don't practice tackling? I know. They they, do, they don't practice tackling. I mean, I don't know whether that's just our team or in general. But if you're not, pra- I know it's to avoid injury. We don't go, you know, we don't want somebody injuring our offensive players and finding out it's our defensive players cause the injury. But
0: then that's what ta- that's what tackle dummies are for.
2: Well, yeah, exactly. But I found out. I say I found it today that they don't practice tackles. I'm thinking, what? How could you just... I was listening to something today, and the the stats, 17 missed tackles in the game. Just in that game. Just in that one game, 17. Jimmy. At least three of them was by my man Foster. Uh, I think our best tackler was Fred Warner. Yeah, he's on 33 for the season. Yeah, he led the nine solo tackles during the game. So, I mean, he's... He's been a bright spark so far this season. He's like our, he's like Ruben Foster was last year. You know, that bright spark of the defense. But it was, yeah, our defense helped the Patrick Mahone show. Absolutely.
1: Well, I, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on the game because it's just, you know, it is what it is. We, you know, we got to move on from here. Um, but. Why don't we move to some of the group questions, because there are some that actually do tie right into this past game. Um, David Young asks, "Okay, at which point do we ask the question, is Salah good enough for the 49ers?
2: Now? What what, now? Paul, is Salah good enough for the 49ers? No. He's proven that. I agree. We are... (sighs)
0: We're, by stats, we're not the worst defense in the league. I don't think, but we sure as hell look it. So, some something has got to be done. Something a change has got to be made yeah. on the defense. And I'm, I'm not saying that the offense is by any means perfect. It's not, but there the, there is a change that can be made there on the defense. And I think the change needs to be made. Whether it's going to make a difference to this season, I honestly don't know, but I still think the change needs to be made. So you would make the change now, immediately? I think so, yeah.
2: Okay. What what have we what what have we got to lose? We'll we'll go on to this with obviously with what happened with Garoppolo with we'll no doubt discuss what the remainder of the season has to hold or what we think it's gonna happen. Yeah. But well, I agree we've gotta I think if we get rid of Salah we've gotta get rid of Salah purely for the fact that you look at the amount of first-round talents that we have on our defence and the amount of productivity we're getting from those first-round picks. Now, DeForest Buckner looks a quality player, you know, in his position. He's looked the best player on our defensive line so far this season. But we're getting from, I mean, unless I'm wrong... To me, it looks like we're getting next to nothing from Solomon Thomas. I mean, I don't see... And I like the guy. I've seen interviews. He, he looks like a nice character. You know, him, uh, D. but they are a good unit in terms of to what it looks like to me. They all get on. They're all looking to progress together. But unfortunately, I can only see DeForest Butner progressing. And I I know Foster it was his first game back. He looked off the pace, to say the least. I don't know, and I hope, praise to God, it's not what's happening in the off-season. We're not going to see... Uh, a different foster than what, what we saw last year. I want him to pick up from where we left off last year. But that, it's that for me, is the amount of first-round talent we've got on our defense and what we're getting from them isn't good enough. It's plain and simple. I know we're fans of the team, but it's not good enough. Well, th- let's, let's
1: address Armstead and Thomas. Jason Argo had asked, are Armstead and Thomas busts?
2: Yeah, I had the conversation with Jason, funny enough, during the game. I mean, <laughs> me and Jason exchange messages, as I do with a few people, and we obviously got the game day thread. all going on during Sunday. My partner comes in and goes, how can you be watching these games when you're on the phone constantly? But <laughs> it's, it's honestly... I'm, yeah, um, but no, I had this conversation with just I oh, put I think they're busts. The pair of them. I You also can't as it stands. I can't see their. I can't see them being on the teams beyond their rookie contracts at the moment.
1: He also asked, "Can we address the pass rush situation before the trade deadline?
2: <sighs> Not without giving up too much, I don't think. Teams will. Or teams will know. I mean, we can see it. So we're, the rest of the NFL can see it, that we have got zero edge rush, um, and if we go to get and acquire an edge rusher from another team, then they'll go, oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah, we'll have a second round pick. We'll have a first round pick. And and in which case, we'll have to. And I have faith, still have faith in the front office. Um, and, you know, they're not going to give up that sort of pick. So, unfortunately, it's something we're going to have to live with for the remainder of this season, at least.
1: Then he also asks, why can't our players tackle? And why are they so undisciplined? The penalties are really hampering us again.
0: Yeah why can't they tackle nobody is going to be able to answer that question they've been taught it you know they, these guys have been playing football for more than half their lives if they can't tackle now we we simply don't know what the reason is and we won't know the reason it's got to be the way they're being trained mm-hmm. in between games and it ties into what james you've been saying that they're not practicing tackling well if they're not practicing tackling at all that is Very, very surprising indeed. I would have thought they're at least hitting the tackle dummies. If they're not, (laughs) that's another reason to get rid of Salah.
1: I was going to say, it all goes back to Salah. It
2: must do. It must do. I mean... And his team. Tackling isn't an issue that Salah has brought to the team. Tackling has been an issue for the past, in my eyes, the past four years. This This is the crazy thing. This is what... You know, talk, talking offline with, with with
0: other guys, this is what is so hard to understand. We've got different players, we've got different coaches, we've got different staff, but the same problems.
2: Yeah, exactly the
0: same. How how are these how are these problems transcending the changes that are being made right the way through? I, I want to blame Jed York, but I don't even think it's his <laughs> well, fault.
1: And that, exactly how how do we blame him?
0: And, it, you know, it's it's not just the tackling. It's the discipline that's been a problem for a long time. Again, different coaches, different head coaches, different coordinators, different players. And we've still got the same discipline problems. This week alone, we gave up 147 yards in penalties. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's insane. I, th- I think at one point we gave up over half the field on one drive yeah. in penalties. We did.
2: It was the first, first drive, was it not? Was it 50, 51 yards or something? Yeah. It's, uh, I know it was early on in the game. It was. I'm sure it was the first or second drive. But, of course, they scored touchdowns on the, on the first four drives, was it? Some three drives? Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and now, now our, our buddy Deepak Gohill asked, how much responsibility should Shanahan take for the alarming lack of discipline in this 49er team?
2: Certainly, he's the head coach. He's, he's got to take a certain degree, but like like Paul's just said, it's not an issue that it has been brought to the organization with the people that are currently in charge of the team.
1: But that, but then you go back to okay, why isn't the head coach, you know, cracking down on these guys?
2: Yeah, true. Um, and why is he not talking to his coaches, his quarterback coaches, his linebacker coaches, you know, the secondary coaches, and saying you've got to sort your guys out? Because ultimately. You know, if he goes, they'll go. So it's all within their, all within their best interest to get this sorted. But I, I just, just sort it out. It's, we've been saying it. We've been saying it on this podcast for as long for as I've been years. on this
1: show. <laughs> okay, so-, so
2: does
0: does Kyle have the respect of the players? Oh yeah. Do the do do the coaches as a unit have the respect of the players, or is this an any given Sunday thing where? the players are paid so much and they just think that they are above the coaches and they will do what they want on their field. That's what worries me. And if that is a mindset within the team, that's going to be very, very difficult to get rid of because, okay, we you know we have had changes of players. We have had changes of playing personnel, but there are still stalwarts on that. Um, there are still stalwarts on that squad. Are they the reason, maybe, that the discipline problem is still there?
2: Are you on about people like Joe Staley and people, you know, the, the guys that we've held on to?
0: I didn't want, I don't want to mention names because it, yeah, because you know you don't see that many penalties being called on Staley, but there he's not the only stalwart on the team, and th- there's got to be a common contributing factor to our discipline problems somewhere and like i just hope that it's not a respect problem
1: yeah until that issue is addressed we are always going to have these problems
0: but to answer the question yes shanahan is top of the tree in the 49ers he has to take responsibility for everything that goes on not all of it but he has to take some of the responsibility so yes
1: yeah exactly so I um, conveniently glossed over the fact that we lost our quarterback at the, uh, near the end. What, there was about six minutes left in the game um, because my heart is now broken, as I'm sure you were all so surprised. Um, so with Garoppolo out, we need to start looking at the offense again. Well, we've needed to look at the offense, period. But uh, Nathaniel James asks, do we trust the process with Bethard, seeing what happened preseason? or do we think we can try for we need to try for another quarterback
0: yes and yes is the simple answer we we can't we can't go ahead for the rest of the, if it was two games three games we could possibly get by with Beth- with bethard for the rest of the season no we've got we he's he's what we've got right now so that's what we've got to go with but we do need to bring somebody else in who who knows
2: I really don't think they're going to. It goes to what I said earlier. If we approach another team for a quarterback that's on their roster, they know Jimmy's gone down. They're going to hold us to ransom. And are those picks worth giving up for? I don't, realistically, there's names. like Nick. The name Nick Foles. All right, we bring Nick Foles in. We probably give up an awful lot to get him. Then next season, we've got Jimmy Garoppolo and Nick Foles. and he, I know he's a backup to Carlson Wayne. That's just one name. I mean, the one name that I'm sure everyone's heard around groups is our ex-starting quarterback.
1: That ain't gonna happen.
0: Let's not go there. That that that's not gonna happen for a number of reasons. The first reason being he simply won't fit in Shanahan's system. And
1: that's the most important
0: reason. Yes, that is the most important he simply won't fit in that system. So to for you know, for anybody to even attempt to bring him in would harm the team and would harm him as a player. He's not He's not game fit. You know, he doesn't know the system. It would be an absolute nightmare. And if you don't know who we're talking about, we are talking about CK7. There have been... They were in jest suggestions, um, but discussions did get quite heated about it. But who else is there in free agency? Who? How many quarterbacks are there that are in... That are freely available right now. You're
2: looking at the likes of Matt Barkley. Uh, I mean, Austin Davis has just been picked up today. I mean, that's the sort of caliber of names that you are talking about. Uh, Jay Cutler, who's very much retired. Uh, you know, if you look at what's out there, it's. I mean, Tom. We are working out Tom Savage. Or we. What last I heard, we were working out Tom Savage. To my knowledge, he's not been signed to the roster yet. He has worked with Shanahan previously, but. That's not a name that I particularly want, being our starting quarterback or anywhere near. So, in short, we're stuck with him. Um, and I know it sounds horrible, but we're stuck with him and he's stuck with us. Let's hope this young man grabs his opportunity. I said it before, we got Grappolo last year. Let's give him a chance. I know he had a chance last year, but he's got this opportunity now. And Jimmy Grappolo come off the pitch and he knew... What he'd done to himself. And he turned around. first thing he said to CJ was go and lead these guys. Now, if that's not going to instil something in him, I don't know what is. So, I'm not expecting miracles from the guy. Quite frankly, I'm not expecting to win many more games. Um, but, effort for me. If if it looks like they've given up, I will be extremely angry. But, we can do nothing but rally round and make the best and do the best, do the basics, get get everything right we can possibly get right and if we get beat, we get beat. At least we can help. They can all hold their heads up and say, we tried and we did our
0: best. And let's not forget that, let's not forget that C.J. Bathard came onto the field and threw an absolutely gorgeous touchdown, which was nullified for no apparent reason whatsoever. So, you know, he he came on and he, he did what he had to do. And I don't want to say the referee screwed us, but the referee screwed us. Even Dean Blandino said the referee screwed us. Yeah.
1: So, unfortunately, we did not come out of that game unscathed jimmy garoppolo is on the ir or is going to be moved to the ir uh, with a torn acl richard sherman is out a couple of weeks with a calf injury and then we have a number of players who will be evaluated sometime today Um, but of course it always goes down to the last minute as to who's going to play and who's not so we're looking at jiquisi tart uh, mike person josh garnett matt Breda, marquise goodwin adrian colbert and alfred morris all these names yeah hopefully they can all play on sunday but we'll see so why don't we talk about sunday's game let's talk about the game against the chargers okay uh so the series is currently tied at 7-7 our last meeting was a 38-35 overtime win for the chargers in week 16 of 2014 at levi's uh despite the niners going up 28-7 at the half um and you know with the, the composition of our team right now i'm not feeling very positive about this game
0: apparently the Chargers opened as thirteen and a half and point favorites uh that's come back into 10.5 right now i still think that's generous yeah
1: <laughs> yeah
0: i think that's generous to the 49ers it's it's not going to be pretty it really isn't and uh, with 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 so many players out with the the problems that we've already discussed they're not going to be sorted in the space of 5 days it it it's impossible to know what to say isn't it i think anybody with any sense last week said we were going to be beaten by the chiefs anybody with any sense i think is going to say we're going to be beaten by the chargers this week as well
1: even though defensively they've allowed 31 points per game I don't know. I don't think that's going to be an advantage for us. I'll be surprised if we score 10 points.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be very, very difficult. And the Chargers have got some weapons. You know, The are 8th in the NFL, points per game, 27.3. I can see them scoring more than 27 points against us. So yeah oh easily <laughs> he he's, might even be the first quarter no first half <laughs> i don't it's it's going to be one of them games where you watch with one eye closed and one or be on the sofa sit behind the sofa <laughs> 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 so it's yeah um and until we get some of those players that have just been mentioned back then yeah it's 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 an uphill challenge to say the least losing richard sherman for me I'm not going to say it's bigger than losing Gropa because it's not. But in terms of the defensive side of the ball, we've lost our marquee player on both sides of the ball. And we're going into a game where we've got neither of those. Not only is Richard Sherman exceptional in the position he plays, but he lifts the rest of the defence. And he tried tried to do that last week and they were dreadful. So without him, I mean, he would probably be there. He will be there, but... Oh, just really not a big fan of our secondary at the moment and the pro- the productivity we're getting out of our defensive line. So, yeah. And uh, it's just going to be an uphill challenge, isn't it? It is. If we can come out of this game with
0: any kind of a positive, I'd be happy. By that, I mean, if we can sort out the discipline problem. Can we sort it out overnight? Probably not. But if we can, if we can get through this game and give up less than 60 yards in penalties... I would be not happy but I'd be happier than than I am right now let's let's say that so what you're
2: saying is even, even if we lose heavily as long as we don't have many penalties and we can see players actual tackle it's positives it's progress yeah, yeah. That,
0: it, all joking aside it is progress you know if we can sort out one thing at a time looking yeah. forward to 2019 then maybe you know we'll have a chance of you this season's a bust You know, let's face it, before Garoppolo went down, this season was a bust. We looked okay in the first game in Minnesota against the Lions. We looked diabolical, somehow looked diabolical, yet won. It's an oxymoron, who knows. But the season has, we saw the season's a bust from the very beginning. Garoppolo has just sort of nailed the plaque onto the coffin kind of thing. But if we can show... Little positives, little reversing the regression, little bits of progress in in the games going forward, we may be able to look at twenty nineteen more positively than we're looking at twenty eighteen. That's what we need to do Deepak, one of Deepak's favorite words is rebuild we're we're a rebuilding team we've been you know it didn't take this long to build the White House, I don't think so we, we we've got to start the up curve. Mm-hmm. We've we, we've been we've been bottoming out for far too long now. We need to start that up curve, and for me, reducing the penalties is part of that up curve.
1: Well, I'll be looking for one. <laughs> so, our predictions for this game:
0: pain, lots of pain. Um, if we can keep it to two scores, if, if we can keep if we can te- if we can keep it in two scores of them, I'd be I'd accept that.
2: Yeah. We're not going to beat them. I'm uh, with Paul. If we can keep it within two schools, then I can't, I'm not going to say they've done a good job. They're still going to lose. But it's for me, It's like I just said, the, my outlook on the remainder of the season is effort and progress. If I can see the players making effort, I can see the players making progress, I'll be happy. Starts with this game.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I, I, we all know they're not going to win. Um, and it's you know it's a shame. And
2: hey, they could. Well, look at look at the bills. (laughs) Look at the Buffalo (laughs) Bills. Absolutely nobody saw that coming. That's true. You never know. You never. That is
1: why they play the game. But I just, in my heart of hearts, I just don't. I don't think that they can beat the Chargers. I don't think we're going to have many wins beyond our one win. Um but I agree with what everything Paul said about just showing some sort of improvement each week, you know, and and I think that would definitely salvage the season for me. um, If it's, if they can, again, give us that reason to look forward to next year when we have Jimmy back.
0: And we need the defense. We need the defense to wrap up like it's a Wisconsin win. Exactly. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) So who's got the pick six for us? We've got this great game. We play in the Facebook group called the pick six what are the results for this week?
0: Okay, uh, the pick six. No one picked six games this week. The top results, uh, picking four correctly, were Ross Erwin, Keith Fish, and... Uh, what,
1: who's, what? That? Kat, who's that? Kat,
0: Kat Victory, who's that? Cat Victory. I've never heard of that. <laughs> so, <laughs> our own host, Cat Victory. Now, well done for picking six, uh, p- picking four. four correctly, Cat. Um, uh, picking the 49ers, score correctly, Jason Argo, Roy Bennett, and Mark Line. How you picked that score? I have no idea. The Golden Nailing Kev, was so close again. The Saints blew the Golden Nailing by scoring in overtime. Our season leaders right now, Ross Irwin is on 14. Uh, Close up behind him, Mark Lyon, Mark Corns. They're both on 13 points. And then Thomas Lindsay and Keith Fish are both on 12 points. So it's still very, very tight. Um, And I'm on like 10,
2: I think, something like. I'm not far behind that top pack. I know I'm not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there, I know the leaderboard is pretty tight, so yeah. It is.
2: We're only
0: three games in, so I think wasn't wasn't last season tight up until the last game. Yeah. Wasn't it still like a three or four-way game? Yeah. So but it it's really good fun and it's uh it's it's a silly little game that everybody seems to enjoy and take part and, in. And
1: and when we forget to play, we are disappointed in ourselves.
0: <laughs> yes. And then we see the scores and think I'm glad, I'm glad, I didn't glad played I
1: didn't this. I, 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 <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's move on to our favorite game on this show, the two-minute drill. Um, the questions provided this week were from Jason Argo, Neil Jepsen, Simon Holdsworth, Graham Ross, and Mark Lyon. Thank you very much for your contributions, guys. I have two minutes on my phone here. Are you guys ready? Yep. Yep. All right, and. We'll begin. Paul, with Jimmy G done for the season, if any, who would you choose from free agency?
0: Probably nobody because anybody we do bring in would have to learn the system and it looks like such a complicated system, it's a waste of time anyway. Okay.
1: James, is the playbook complicating Jimmy's time clock?
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Paul, would you entertain a mid-season transfer window in the NFL?
2: No. Okay.
1: James, any surprise teams so far?
2: Buccaneers. Tampa ah, Bay Bucks.
1: Alright. Paul, dogs, cats, or rubber ducks? <laughs> rubber
2: ducks. <laughs>
1: James, Le'Veon Bell, yes or no?
2: Yes, it At value.
1: Okay. Paul, will we now finish with a losing record? I think we hit that.
0: We, we were going to anyway, <laughs> so that's not going to change anything.
1: <laughs> James, Eric Reed is still available. Bring him back, yes or no?
2: Yes, I was always a fan if I'm honest Uh, he had his you know he had his mistakes we need all the help we can get in that secondary and I'm sure he'd come back
1: Paul how great is our need for a proven edge rusher
2: absolute that's (laughs) that's
0: how much our need is anything to boost the defense yeah anything to strengthen the defense
1: James was it a mistake to trade Trent Brown
2: no his attitude rumor has it his attitude was terrible um no, bad for the uh, bad for the locker room.
1: Paul, was Solomon Thomas a wasted pick if we don't play him at his natural position?
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: James, are there any free agents out there you would take?
2: Emmett, wait. Come on.
1: Paul, have we missed a trick with not signing Gordon, and or dodged a bullet?
0: Uh, dodge the
1: bullet. We have enough issues of our own. Thank you. And we are done.
0: We
2: are (coughs) out. We have enough issues of our own. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, we've got enough problems. Thank you. (laughs) It's so true. Oh
1: my gosh. Anyway, anything else you guys want to add? Uh,
2: I can't think of anything. I just want to say, yes, we joke about let move on to 2019. We have got 13 games left uh so we get through this all together we have done before so we'll do it again just don't be too disheartened you know at least the seasons the nfl season's here again i know it's the three weeks in so yeah you know we've been through it together we'll go through it again
1: just stay faithful
2: that's the that's yep. what I'm looking for. Thank you, Kat. There we go. Stay faithful.
1: <laughs> so that is it. Thanks to Audio Not... No, it's not. Oh, what? Yes, it is. Yes, it is.
2: No, it's yes,
1: not. It no.
0: Just in case anybody is not aware. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, somebody celebrated a birthday today <laughs> on the day of our recording. So congratulations <laughs> to Cat Victorino, who is the wonderful age of... Thirty-six. Any suggestions that she's older than that? Fifty-one. Yes! She- is a complete <laughs> <little> lie. <laughs> oh my! God. Happy birthday, cat From all of us at the Forty at the 49 niner Empire.
1: Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. Thanks to Audionautics.com for the music. Thanks to Mark Lyon, Mark Kant, Andrew Mitchell, Deepak Gohill, Paul McDonald, James Little, Simon Holdsworth, Nathaniel James, Rob Newell and Graham Ross for all the work they do in the group and on the show. Apologies if I missed anyone. As you hear, that is a long list of people.
0: That's longer than I remember it being. <laughs> Which is great, by the way. It, it is,
1: is because we do encourage you to get involved with the show. We would love to have you on, or be a contributor, or whatever you want to do. We would love to 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 help you get there. Um, just let us know. That's all you have to do. We're always looking for help. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Niner Empire GB, and on Facebook, search for the group Niner Empire GB. Be sure to check out the Frequency 49 blog on Podbean or your favorite podcast site. You can also email us at the Frequency or at Frequency49show at gmail.com. It's time to say goodbye, boys. Goodbye, boys. Goodbye. On behalf of James Little and Paul McDonald, I'm Cat Victorino, the birthday girl. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye for now.